What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is episode 202. Uh, we're calling this, uh, is Brendan Schaub hateable? Or something like that. I don't know. I haven't really figured out the title yet. I'm joined with Tim Carr, the host of the Midnight Owl, uh, Beard and Board. Sorry. He's the voice and the host and the brains behind the Beard and Board podcast. Uh, he's been on a bunch of times. Check him out if you haven't already. We talk about Brendan Schaub doing some shady shit. Uh, I used to be a, such a big fan of Brendan Schaub and the Fighter and the Kid podcast. But some weird stuff has come out over the last couple or over the last year. Sorry about that. And uh, we're talking about it. I'm enlightening Tim about it. We're kind of doing a smod knockoff. Anyways, enjoy the show. Episode 202. Is Brendan Schaub the worst? This is the Not After 30 podcast. Podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now it's time for the show. So what's cooking, my man? Not a buddy. Not a. Not a. Your life is gym. Been quiet. Yeah, been hitting it since last May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shutting down the computer. Uh, yeah, hitting the gym since last May. Did not move that fucking dial on the the scale <laughs> at all. I think I actually gained weight, but I'm like up to forty five minutes of uh, like solid jogging. Well, like yeah. my weights are doing pretty good. So like I was two fifty six before Christmas, and I'm like, what the fuck? I eat good. I eat well. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I, I, fuck, I got, like, I was real pissed off. So I enjoyed myself at Christmas. And then uh, now I'm doing, like, slim fast, for, like, meal replacements, a couple of okay, meals. Yeah, yeah, Three weeks, I'm down 10 pounds. So, like, I'm Yes, my pretty, dude. Good yeah. for you. Congratulations. That's a big deal, man. And with the cost, well, all told, I'm from 256 to 239 now. Yes, good for you, my son. Good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm good, and man. it's cheaper than groceries now. Right, yeah, the shits aren't as good, but you know, that aside. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did you by chance, um, get yourself a drink? I got water. Okay, that will do. I'm uh, I'm currently nursing a chamomile tea, but also my new favorite drink, which you probably already know, but uh, I'm trying to become more cultured. Soju. Ooh. Now, um, on my last recording, I recorded with Bob Walker and. I drank a blueberry soju, which was fantastic. This one, I don't know if you can read this on my fucking 380p uh, camera, but <laughs> the flavor is fresh. Oh. Yeah. So, so is that a beer, like a rice beer or something? It's like a rice wine, I guess. Wine. I guess. Let me see if uh, I was trying to figure it out before. It's a Korean. It says... Uh, it all says liquor. So, um, who the fuck cares? I, the way it was described <laughs> to me was kind of like a rice wine. Um, so Korean white, right? Yeah. Korean rice wine. Crack that neck. Let's see. I pour it into this cup with some ice. Um, are you curious what fresh tastes like? Cause I am. <laughs> I've had a Mentos, so I kind of imagine. <laughs> you're you're good. Yeah. All right. So like, uh, it smells like soap. Let's uh, put that out there early. Uh, 
it smells like um remember the soap in the dispenser in your elementary school bathroom that's what that's what it's getting hints Ooh, of that pit all pink stuff yeah 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 this tastes like shit not as good as blueberry <laughs> one not fresh at all we're gonna go with uh, uh, good thing I got that camel eye tea. All right, Tim, um, let into it. I want to catch up, but I want to talk shit first. I know we're on a tight time frame, um, but I got, I, I've been dying to shit and record with you for a while. Every time I record with you, my brother, I love it. I kind of wish we had a little little pet project on, on the go so we could just hang out and chill more, but uh, I'll take what I can get from you, and I appreciate this. Well, when stuff calms down at your work and everything, we can uh, set something aside and maybe put something together because I got a couple of projects on the go right now. We'll see if uh, you and I could get something happening. You're a busy man, Tim, because you're a talented man, Tim. So good for you. <laughs> uh, I, wi- I wish things were going to calm down. I think this is just my new normal. Um, yeah. So uh, it is what it is. I mean, I, I've officially bought into the business. Uh, so I'm officially a small business owner. Um, Congrats. so I'm making, uh, um, half the money and working twice as hard. So if you want to live the dream Ooh. and be a small business <laughs> owner, I highly suggest if you hate money, become a small business owner, owner. let's go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, actually this is growing on me pretty quickly. Actually. Second sip was way better than the first sip. Uh, well, let's go. Mm. Okay. All right. So Tim, um, I asked you if you wanted to talk about this, this topic. Um, do you know anything about the Brendan Schaub, former UFC fighter, former, former football player, um, and current podcaster, Brendan Schaub, uh, owner of the fighter and a kid, a very successful podcast, uh, formerly of the King and the Sting with Leo Vaughn podcast, um, and of the formerly known as the big Brown breakdown and now known as the Schaub show podcast are you familiar with any of his any of his work work no but i know a few of his like uh the people that he's worked with like theo vaughn and i'm aware right. of now brendan pretty Cal- funny stand up uh brian callen he he's a yeah. rogan guy like he's part of the death squad um he i kind of saw his rise to fame i was a fan I was a fan of the ultimate fighter did you watch the ultimate fighter the season 10 with kimbo slice no so you, but you're a UFC fan, right? Did I get that wrong? No? Okay, my bad. Yeah. So um, I'm a UFC fan. Uh, yeah. And and Kimbo Slice, of course, of course, is popular from the backyard fighting. Um, and season 10 was a big one. It was a heavyweight. Kimbo Slice was on. Uh, Roy Nelson was on there. Um, some absolute legends. And Brendan Schaub was on there. And he went all the way to the finals and lost to uh, Roy Nelson. Uh, Brendan Schaub knocked out. Uh, uh, some Hall of Famers. Uh, he he knocked out Crow uh, Cop, like he and he fought um, Andre Arzlowski. Like he he was a almost on the brink of becoming a well known heavyweight. He got beat up a couple times, got knocked out a couple times, and he became famous. He started this podcast with Brian Callen, who's also like part of the rogan crew he was on that tv uh he was on the goldbergs he had a, he has had a number of spin-off shows um he's a little bit more well known they had this podcast called fighter and the kid i'm trying to give you a little background on this just so you have an idea yeah, yeah. brendan schaub is the ultimate bro he's the, he's the ultimate mm. he's the ultimate 
Guy, it's Guy. He's not a bad-looking guy. He's he's moderately handsome for a guy who got punched in the face for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got into comedy. He was under the tutelage of Joe Rogan and uh, Brian Callen and Sam Tripoli and Theo Vaughn and uh, Tom Segura, like a lot of a lot of popular comics. He was under that. Actually, I'm pre- I'm pre- podcast with Kevin Smith at one point. I can't remember who went on who, but they did do a podcast together, tying it into our favorite one of some of our favorite podcasters. Um, and he had this rise to fame in the podcast world because I guess, you know, he was kind of outlandish, kind of crazy and a lot of bro. He was a lot of bro. And in in my house, I love me a bro. I love me a bro. <laughs> my goal in life is to be the ultimate bro. Um, he had a lot of things, wild stories. Um, of course, the sign of the sports uh, aspect of it. He was into personal training. He got into keto, which got me into keto. I was a follower of Brendan Shop Shop's past life. Yeah. Um, Brendan Shop. Do you know Bobby Lee? Do you know who Bobby Lee is? Yeah, I, I love 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 uh, Mad TV. I never really got into uh, Tiger Belly, but I heard that's a great show. He tells some pretty amazing stories. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Lee himself is a wildcat, anyways. Um, and do you one of my know... favorite Bobby Lee stories is the one where he was in the Mad TV offices and he was with like two other people, and for whatever reason he just wanted to impress everybody there, so he took an antacid tablet off the desk and shoved it up his butt and then pooped on the floor. <laughs> um, I you know one of my favorite Bobby Lee moments was um, remember those shows, what were they called? Inside Edition. Inside Edition and like hard copy and like these weird reality gossip TV shows. I remember when, remember when TV was on the rise. I was uh, obsessed with Matt TV. Uh, Pool Boy, Dance for Me, you know, Miss Swan, like these classic characters. And um, they caught Bobby Lee gassing up his brand new car, which was a used Toyota Corolla or Camry. And he's like, I know I got a lot of money. But I just wanted a reliable car, and I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a car, and a Camry is very reliable. And I thought it was so funny. So funny. Tell if it was a shtick or not. <laughs> but anyways, Bobby Lee is, an, is a lovable character because he is so vulnerable to the world. And he plays into it, and he's a lovable guy. Uh, Bobby Lee, she, long-time girlfriend. Said that what he went uh, through in like, his young age, like molestation, alcoholism, mm-hmm. before like he was even midway through high school. And like on the other side of it, he's still like a sweetheart and a wild card. But totally. I cut you off. What were you saying? Um, so he has this longtime girlfriend. Now, in for sake of what we're gonna get into, a longtime girlfriend and absolute dime piece, Kalila Cool Kum Klum Kum. Um, she's she's very attractive, and everybody thinks she's with Bobby for the money. And it's like it's common thread on Tiger Belly and blah, blah, blah. And they just played into it. And for what it's worth, it was a real deal. It, in my eyes, I was an early adapter to Tiger Belly. I got out of it for a while, got back into it. And I've been out of it for a couple of years. Um, but early on, they were one of those early on podcasts, you know, six, seven, eight years ago when podcasting was relatively, relatively new. Yeah. I think my English was a little rough on that one, but. Sorry, the soju is catching real. up with me. Thank you. <laughs> like most things in life, I stumbled through. Um, so Kalila is, is a very good looking girl. And Bobby Lee is, okay, listen, I don't want to call him a bad looking dude. 
I'm just gonna say he he's very much a, an average guy, an average like there's no uh, outstanding any quality about him other than his great personality and his sense of humor and his um what is that what am uh, self deprecation that that some people are into anyways. The point is and thank God for women because they can look past a lot of ugly right. dudes and see thank that God as women are materialistic. Like, right? Fucking women, we love you. Like there's no reason for you to like half of us, but you do. <laughs> Almost wonderful, all of us, right? Yeah, the five percent <laughs> of men who are uh, fantastic looking, uh, ed- educated, and also uh, in great shape. Anyway, yeah. anyways, uh, so I, I just want to give you a little bit of background on all the characters in the story. That's what I'm about to tell you. Now, this story also has a personal tie-in, and the personal tie-in is my sister. Um, um, for a number of years, was a fitness model. Uh, she did advertisements. She was actually on the cover of, of a couple fitness magazines. Uh, she looks just like me, except I'm better looking and she's a female. Outside of that, we're basically the same looking person. Um, she did a guy named Joel and Joel was in the MMA world um, mm-hmm. as well as well known in the uh, judo and jiu-jitsu world. And him and Brendan were friends through Rogan. Excuse me. And um, long wow. story short, Brendan came to town. Him and Joel hooked up like they were buddies. um Joel took Brendan around, and Joel actually called me. Called us, and I got shop coming. I know you're a fan. Come check, like, come meet him. It's so he's really cool. Whatever. Little did Joel know is when Joel introduced my sister Jess to Brendan, Brendan to my sister's DMs that night. Oof. First night meeting. This, this story sets a tone for the rest of these stories. I'm going to tell you. Now again. Oh, no. For all it's worth, I'm a fan of everybody in this story until the end, and my opinion changes, and I'm, I'm sure yours is. But this is a crazy roller coaster story. Tim, buckle in. Let's get into Shop <laughs> vs. Tiger Belly. Sim Soju for the record. <laughs> all right. Jesus Christ. So this story begins with uh, – I have a couple notes, but it's weird because I found like a timeline – which doesn't doesn't match my own timeline timeline so i'm going to start by saying this all starts on kalila's secondary podcast called the trash tuesday podcast that is uh, with her um esther i can't remember her last name but she's also kind of in the rogan circle because she dated for a while and some other people anyways she's notorious because she looks incredibly young but she's like 37. Okay. She's tiny. She's got like a tiny person voice, like, you know, whatever. She's not a tiny person. She's just like petite. And yeah. uh, Annie Lee Letterman, um, who have this podcast, Trash Tuesday. And on this podcast, they're talking about a comedian who was hitting on Annie Letterman at the, at the comedy store. And um, Kalila jumps in and says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they actually hit on me seven years ago when I was when Bobby and I first started dating. We had been dating for about a year. He slid into my DMs and he was like asking me these questions and nothing ever happened. Um, and Annie has this amazing burn that I haven't stopped laughing at since I since I heard it about ago, which was um, so in the podcast in Trash Tuesday podcast. The only reference to this guy is like they don't want to say his name. They say that he's a very unfunny comedian, and he's a little bit of a joke stealer. And um, he's not—he's not—he's like, not very funny, and he is. Um, his initials are BS. So Annie says. So this unnamed comic says to Annie, he goes, "Hey, listen, like, hang out after my set, and then like, 
if you know like to your car or whatever and she's like why so i can suck your unfunny dick <laughs> <laughs> like fucking great burn eh? i gotta love it fucking hilarious burn um so they're talking about this this comic they name them but all these hints that they dropped throughout the episode the fans of of the trash tuesday podcast decipher it is brendan shop so um i'm just gonna like quickly like just check my notes quickly make sure i didn't miss anything um um Okay, yeah, so this comes out on Trash Tuesday, and quick, people quickly put it together. About two weeks later, um, Andrew Schultz from the Fragrant 2 podcast and world-renowned hilarious comic has Shab on. And he starts asking, like, they, they, you know, they do their, all their pleasantries and all that stuff. And then during that, Andrew, Andrew Schultz asks Brennan Schaub, he's like, did you try to fuck Annie Letterman? And he's like, whoa, dude, no, I got married. Like, I only got love for her. I think she's hilarious, blah, blah, blah. I was here at the comedy store. And he's playing it down. And then he's, uh, Schultz brings up, well, did you try to slide into Kalila's DMs? And he admitted to it. And he's like, listen, I talked to Bobby about it. I apologized before I met my wife, all these other things. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, you know, whatever. It was very small and minor. And then this podcast comes out. And actually, it's it's because in the pod, Schultz actually like nails Schaub to the cross, but it gets overlooked because a couple days later after that comes out, Clara hears it and she just has to be going on the world famous H3 podcast. Cast. Um, are you familiar with the H3 podcast? No, never heard of it before. Okay. It's, it's a pretty big pod. Um, it's uh, hosted by, um, what's his name? Klein and um, something Klein. Uh Ethan Klein, Ethan Klein, and Ethan Klein is one of these great guys. He's like a Stern guy. Uh, he's not. He's in the story. He's not related to Stern or, or part of the Stern crew, but he's a great interviewer, like Howard Stern is, where he like digs deep and deeper and deeper. And so he starts talking to Clyla. To Clyla is obviously upset about something. Between the time that Shab went on the Fragrant Two podcast, in between that, there's a phone call that's made between Kalila and Shab. And it's a yelling match. No one can really understand each other, but they they come to the conclusion where, listen, don't talk about me on your podcast. I won't talk about you. Done. Then magically, somewhere in there, Brian Callen, co-host of Fighter and the Kid, and Brendan Schaub call Bobby Lee. And they threaten Bobby Lee. They threaten to expose him, calling him a pussy, calling him a weak bitch, calling him a coward. Like, just like really for any guy to hear this is offensive, right? Like, no guy wants to be the coward. No guy wants to be the pussy. No guy wants to be, you know, like belittled like that. And the purpose behind this phone call is to belittle Bobby into controlling Kalila to take down the podcast talking about Shab. Shab is like, they're just going at him. And Bobby, Bobby Lee, and you know Bobby Lee's kind of demeanor. Like, he'll roll with punches if it's for the sake of comedy. But this isn't for the sake of – this is a private phone call, and they are tearing him an ass. Uh, so Cal, I'm only talking tough. Like, he's not a fucking big guy either. Like, I don't think he breaks 5'5". Five, five. Exactly. <laughs> he's got sh- you know, he, he's a guy that fucking does Tai Bo and, and tells people he does, like, karate or something. You know what I mean? Like, just because you can throw a mm. kick doesn't mean you can kick somebody, you know? <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Uh, so – uh, da, 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 da. The so Shab Shab and Callan are 
harassing Bobby, trying to get him to get Kalila to take down this podcast cast. Because Bobby has nothing to do with this, he obviously talks to Kalila about it, and she freaks out. So they go on the H3 podcast. Uh, Ethan Klein is interviewing them. They, they, it comes up, it pops up, and then they, and they go dive, deep dive. So they're attacking Bobby, who has nothing to do with this, by the way. And that was, like, the biggest thing that I got is, like, Bobby Lee, other than being the connective tissue between Kalila, um, Callan, and Chubb, he's just connective tissue. He is, like, a listen, and they're going after him. And Brendan keeps yelling in the background of this phone call, you motherfucker, I'm going to expose you. I got shit on Kalila, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that Shab hired a private investigator to look into Kalila and found out some dirt on her. And this is what he's holding over their head to get her to take down this podcast because it's just so damaging to his career. He, they end up, sorry, I'm just, I gotta, could, I like, go into with all notes. the shit that Bobby Lee has talked about, like what could they actually have that like she has done? And, like, you got to be, yeah. like, pretty fucking bold to, like, hit on a guy's girl and then threaten him into silence. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh... And, and like, it's, it's all kind of crazy, right? So this is, like... So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this as a story. Like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if Tim and I are Smith and Mosher, like, how are we laughing at this, right? Because right now, there's, like, there's nothing funny. It's all psycho shit. Yeah, it's very high school. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. But Tim, what if I told you it gets crazier? <laughs> uh, I, I, I believe it. But like, why the fuck is Callan going in on this and not being like, handle your own fucking shit? Like, so, he, you know, my belief is this. My belief is that I'm sure Brendan Schaub is funny in a bro setting. I think Brendan Schaub is probably funny in the locker room or whatever. He's talking shit and he's having fun. And I care, I appreciate that. I love a good shit talking. I think Callan is very protective of, of Schaub. I think he's protective of him and he wants him to do well. And he, he has him under his wing. And Schaub also runs a business where Callan profits from. So all the fighter and the kid merchandise, all that stuff. Callan makes money from that. If Schaub goes down, Callan loses that revenue. And I, I don't know what it is, but I know that they've, they've sold a ton of merchandise that, you know, Callan makes money off of. So let's say, you know, you know in her T-shirt sales, Callan might get 20 grand out of that, whatever the case is. Anyways, the point yeah. is, he's looking up, he's looking after his little brother. Um, okay, so so uh, after the H3 podcast, things kind of hit the, hit the wall. Now, uh, Tim, let me ask you this. How, how well do you know Reddit? On a scale of one to five, five being you would be a Reddit pro, where would you be on your Reddit skills? I'm up to like a two and a half, three now. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a solid two. Like I I know I have Reddit, I have the Reddit app, I've used Reddit. I uh, I don't I don't I don't know too much when it comes to like subreddits and all that stuff or, or how to look something. I, I like if I would use it, I type something in, I get my information out of there. I'm not hanging around to make friends on Reddit. Although I don't know a ton about it, but do you know? If with Reddit, if um, they're it's policed, yeah, okay, it is policed, yeah, but it's like it, it's or is it self governed? Self governed by its own communities. Uh, okay. Like, there's a couple of groups that I'm a part of, and now I got into Reddit to get myself off of like TikTok and Reels and shit like that because at least I'm Smart. reading. So Smart. I'm like, uh, I'm 
am I the asshole? Like a bunch of different groups like that, which just side note before we go into the rest of it, it is fucking mind boggling to me. People post stuff publicly on there and then they'll say some like wild ass shit. Like, um, uh, I don't give permission for this story to be retold anywhere else. Like, because people have been taking the the stories and posting them on TikTok with the computer animated voice or whatever, like these insane stories. And they're like, I don't give permission. Motherfucker, you walked into a room, screamed, and then you're mad that people are fucking repeating the story? Are you fucking <laughs> crazy? Like, it was an old man moment of like, I don't fucking understand what you're talking about. <laughs> don't be stupid, stupid. Jeez. Uh, okay, so yourself. <laughs> okay, so I, I like, I'm not, I'm, I don't know a ton about Reddit. Like, like, I'm, I would be more begin, more beginner than in Reddit. But I'm glad you have a little bit of knowledge on it because, yeah, like, like I said, it, it gets, it gets deep into this. So, um, I want to clarify. After Callan and Shab threatened Bobby Lee on the phone, uh, about a week later, after a ton of backlash from this H3 podcast. Callan goes on the fighter and the kid takes full responsibility and apologizes. He said he, he said he could be Bobby gave him the red in the right act basically. And he said, if Bobby was in front of me, he'd probably punch me in the face and I would let him because I was 100% wrong. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting that he's like, you know, uh, admitting fault because, because he doesn't do anything during this. He just sits and there's video of it, right? And he just sits there, can't even like look at Callan. He's kind of like staring off of Callan, um, but doesn't say anything, which is wildly suspicious to me. Because even if even if you if if you're in a phone call with somebody, like if the two of you guys are on one end and I'm on the other end, and you guys are fucking reaming me out, and only one guy apologizes from that, doesn't make the other guy like not sorry. Yeah, that's how I feel about well, it. Like, okay, so, number one, what kind of pussy picks a fight with somebody over the phone? Again, very high school. It's like, hey, I'm going to pick up the line in the kitchen. You pick up the line in the bedroom. We're going to yeah. call so-and-so and fucking give him shit. So funny. You're fucking weak. And then... <laughs> Yo, weak. And I could... The problem is, I could see myself, like, I, for my friends... I become like a like fucking rabid. I like you start telling me that there's a problem. I'm like, oh yeah, like 100. percent This person's fucking wrong. And then he probably got, like got a bit more of the story, and he's like, ah oh, fuck. Like you know you fucked up. Like why'd you get me involved? <laughs> but like you get part of the story, and you're like, no, fuck these people. <laughs> okay, get so all wrapped up in it. Here's here's the crazy part. My theory, and I don't know if this is true or not. It's just my theory, is that. Brendan went to Brian and because they are bros, Brendan riled him up with this story. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the story, which got Callan so fired up. Callan picks up the phone, calls Bobby and chews him out. Here's the story. Now, now I mentioned that Callan takes full responsibility in my mind, even though as of today, their relationship isn't patched up. Callan did the right thing by apologizing, publicly apologizing, not privately apologizing, because Shab has Shab has had a couple of instances where he's gone after people and they've bit back and they've bit his dick right off. And he just took it and still didn't publicly apologize, privately apologize, pussy move. 
But yeah. this goes to like the broness of him, right? Big dog in public, like small private. So here's the story of what I I believe Brendan Schaub fabricated to Brian Callen that started that hostility between Bobby Lee and Brian Callen and by association, Brendan Schaub and Kalila Kuhn. Brendan claims for six years, his him and his family have been harassed by on social media. And this is why he claims he's off social media. And he has a team that does his social media posting. Yet he knows everything about social media. And he's, he claims that there was a subreddit just basically talking shit about him. Now, honestly, there's probably a subreddit talking shit about most celebrities. So, like, get over it. And I'll tell you this. In where I, where I work, I had a client come in and request me because there's a subreddit out there about hairstylists who cut hair well for guys with fading hairlines. And my name was dropped on there. So <laughs> I, I was blown away. And RIP that the, um, the young man who came in and told me that story made my day. He's no longer with us. He took his life sadly. Um, but the fact, yeah, it was, it's a crazy story on top of that. That's for another day, but it just goes to show the power of Reddit respect, mad respect here. Getting back to the shop story, Shab claims, or this is a story he tells Callum that for six years, he's been harassed and made fun of and all, and his family's been harassed due to the subreddit. Then this subreddit apparently was picked up by the feds, his words, and in association with a child hmm. abuse case. And because that child hmm. abuse case, the feds that then tracked the IP address to Bobby and Kalila's home under a tiger belly email. Okay. So then Brendan Schaub claims he has 300 pages of evidence about Kalila and Bobby Lee and tiger belly podcast all around child abuse. Is he on meth? <laughs> Short answer is no, but real answer maybe. Now, this is crazy, okay? So, but this is a story that he fabricates to Callan. Callan freaks out to try to get Bobby Lee to talk to Kalila to get this podcast taken down because allegedly they were talking about Brian, uh, Brendan Shop, which they never said his name. And yes, fine. How many other comics with the, the initials BS? I don't know. Maybe they're talking about Britney Spears. Maybe Bruce Springsteen. Brian Smith. Brian Smith. Definitely, actually, hmm? it all makes sense. It was Brian Smith. But That's why he doesn't Twitch stream he, anymore. But you would have to be a comedian first. <laughs> okay, anyways, the point is, the point is. Um, okay, so apparently, yeah, subreddit uh, came from IP. All right. Brendan claims he had 300 pages worth of evidence, but couldn't release it because it was part of an ongoing investigation. So now this happened roughly about a year ago, and it's been unfolding. Every couple months, there seems to be another page that flips over. Brendan then has to do right, right? He has to do right. Yeah. He has to make it better. 
So what does he do? Does he make a public declaration? Declaration? No. Declaration? Like Brian Callen did? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Words are hard for me, man. It's like being dyslexic isn't always easy. Um, does he do that? No. Does he go on his own podcast or any one of his three or four podcasts that he runs? No. He calls up Bobby Lee and says, like, listen, this is all fucking blown out of proportion. I'm going to come on your podcast and we're going to clear the air. Bobby Lee says, great. When do you want to do it? He says, okay, whenever. Goes, okay, great. I got a spot tomorrow. So they come now. What Brendan wasn't ready for is Kalila is an absolute assassin. Her looks looks the peak of what's great about her. This woman took him to church. She has doc. She has um, a document with dates, quotes, backing like every, like she was presenting in front of the crown. Okay, she goes on this day. You said this on this day. This happened, and Brent's like, uh, yeah. Well, 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 the thing about that is, uh, well, no, what you don't understand is, and she's like, do not mansplain to me what's going on. I am telling you, these are. Proof what and she, dude, she circumcises his dick in the most rude way by ripping the skin from his asshole, ripping it over his head, and slicing him through the neck with it. It was insane. I watched this 143 minute podcast because I need to see this guy's face. He tried his best to defend himself, he couldn't. Now, if you go and watch so, it, so it is- far, he's said he. Just slide in on to his friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he accused them of being pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And then he went over to be like, my bad. No, he. so here's the thing. He takes no responsibility. In his fucking crazy beat up CT mind, CET mind, ECT, nope, CTE mind, he he's done nothing wrong. In his mind, this is all good. Like, guys, like, you guys fucked up. I'm here to help you. And they're like, no, you fucking dummy. You fucked up, and we're going to crucify you. So the <laughs> the podcast is hard. To, it's cringeworthy because you could see. And I think everybody's been in this moment, right? Like maybe you got caught in a lie, and you're like, you know what? I fucked up. And you know what? Listen, I think we've all been there. I know I've been there. You're, you're fucking caught in kind of like a little bit of a, a bad situation, and you're, you know in your head you're like, hey, I just need to come clean. Everything's going to be good. Or at least it could be better. And instead, he's like, "No, I'm sticking to my guns, man. Like you guys, you guys are child molesters, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just being cool here, man. I'm trying to help you out." So, in this pod, Bobby Lee starts it off by like every at this point, people in the know already know. Now, I was outside the know, and I'm learning about it in retrospect, eight months after it happened. So, Kalila is. The podcast starts, Bobby Lee's like, listen, like, I just want to get into it, and I, I just want to be organic. I don't want to just start with apologies. And Brendan goes, oh, yeah, man. Like He's like, yeah, I, I don't want any apologies either. <laughs> and then there's this awkward silence. And the, you know how some podcasts have like the producer in the background on like the third mic, and like sometimes they chime in? So yeah. be, because they have uh, the same guy who's always kind of been running their podcast, I can't remember his name right now, he's there, and he's kind of like trying his – best to get the story back on track but because brendan is just like all over the place he's trying to lose them in the circle of words but kalila has like notes bob and bobby's kind of playing it like he's in his angle like 
you know, like, let's just talk about it organically and then we can get from there. Clara's like, no, I want to crucify you with the details. And Shrab is just on his own fucking planet thinking that he, he's, like, how, doing them a favor. So they start going through, like, everything. Like, from the very beginning. Um, and Brennan's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, like, I didn't appreciate you guys seeing my name. And they're like, nobody said your name. And, like, right there, you just outed yourself as the person we were talking about. We never said your name. And then you have this moment of, like, you see him, and he's, like, wearing a Isaac, wearing, like, a baseball cap. And you could see his realization, like, he fucked up. So now he's, like, reserved in everything he's saying. So they they start going through the details. And and I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, man, like, uh, not only is this guy in a bad situation, but it's not like he can just get up and leave, right? Because then he just looks uber guilty. So this is where he's he's he comes out and says he's got 300 pages that he can't release, but he can show them, and it's on his phone. And like the the, the producer is off in the background. He's like, "Hey man, like listen, like I just want to clear my name. I've been working on this podcast for years, uh, and I don't want my reputation to be like tied into this. So can you prove to me that my name's not on there?" And Shrub's like, "Oh, we can go through it after. I just don't want to do it on the podcast. We'll do it right after." And like it's just like a crazy story. So. The the evidence that Chubb had, or the thing that he had over Bobby and Kalila, was information that Kalila had uh, outside. Like he had, uh, she had relations outside of their relationship, which they didn't want. Like it was like a private matter, and the private yeah. matter was they had an open relationship. So, but they didn't. They, that was something, and nothing that they talked about on the podcast. Like it was private information, and Chubb was like. You know, he was kind of trying to put it out there on Front Street and trying to, like, use this information to kind of get them to, like, you know, fuck off a little bit. He couldn't get him to do that. So he tried to strong arm them. Doesn't work. He tries to manipulate them. Doesn't work. Tries to frame them. Doesn't work. And now he's left with, like, now he's widely considered the most hated man on the Internet because (laughs) he fucked up. He fucked up so hard. Tim, he fucked so hard and lost. This is a guy who bet on himself, did well, but came to a point where he fucked himself. Now, with all this information I've given you, Tim, there's just like, there's just a little bit more that I have to tell you. And then we can start dissecting this and seeing how ridiculous it is. Reddit is a motherfucker. And I'm just saying this, I'm going to look right in the camera, swear in the camera. Reddit, I love you. I don't even know you that well. I just met you, but this is crazy. Here's my number. Call me maybe. Because I don't want Red to ever come after me the way that they did. They started a shop, an anti-shop subreddit called um, Owners of PK Changs or something like that, where all they do is trash. They fact check every word he's ever said, shows you his percentage of how many things he said that's true, how many things are wrong, all these things. Then if you go to YouTube and type in Brendan Shaw versus Tiger Belly, there's at least 15 videos that come up. And I'm not talking about three-minute videos. Like, oh, this shit happened, blah, 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 blah. It is dissecting this whole thing. Dude, I went through a wormhole. An absolute wormhole. It's crazy. Then there's a channel. So the fighter and the kid, T-Fat-K. T-F-A-T-A-T. So T, the fighter and the kid, on is their YouTube channel. Is Brendan Schaub's YouTube channel for the fighter and the kid. There is... A podcast called the oh, I'm sorry, there's a YouTube channel called the FATK, which only exists to shoot shit and dissect all of Brendan Schaub's 
CTE brain in Phelps. It is, dude, I can't help it. I watch this now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. This fucker deserves it. Because not only did he try to, like, A, listen, bro, you went outside your marriage. You tried to do something. You got caught. With the funniest line I've heard in years. What? So I can suck your unfunny dick? Dude, I'm still <laughs> laughing about that. <laughs> Weeks later. Then the whole, he puts himself on front street. And the whole fucking internet is like, you're wrong. Nobody's defending this guy. So then I went through a wormhole of all comics that were like part of his circle. All fucking shit talking to him, including Theo Vaughn, including Joe Rogan, including Tom Segura, including Joey Diaz, including Burke Kreischer, like some fucking big comics who are all part of the death squad, Joe Rogan's death squad. All being like, listen, like we love Brendan, but he fucked up. I'll tell you this, Tim. There's one guy who's not apologetic or defending Brendan Schaub or or even helping Brendan Schaub apologize, and that's Brendan Schaub. Yep. Dude, I have been borderline obsessing about this story because it is so fucked up. Please give me some of your thoughts. Number one. You pick your targets like he got too big for his britches and like everything you've described to me sounds a lot like a bully. So he's went out with the intention. I'm bigger than fucking Bobby Lee. No, motherfucker. You don't understand what an institution Bobby Lee is. As low as he's gotten, as much as he may have disappeared from the mainstream from time to time, he has been working every single fucking day in every single comedy club across the states for years. You just got, you were riding the coattails of everybody else around you. And you went after a fucking legend who had the dignity to let you fucking spew your shit and didn't come after you. Bobby Lee could dissect you and his smart ass wife, like not being a smart ass, but insanely smart uh, girlfriend, wife, whatever she is. She did her thing. And you know what? Like, yeah, I don't really understand open relationships, but if that's their business, like, you had to have known that it was just an open relationship if you're hiring fucking detectives to come after somebody. Oh, you fucked up. And no one will ever fucking trust you again. If you get into a spat and you hire a private eye to fucking go after them, no one will ever trust you again. You are black bald. Who is going to let you know what kind of pissant nowhere comedy club will ever let you work again? A hundred percent. Here's the crazy thing as well. Like I, I, so the fighter and the kid YouTube channel, the one that makes fun of Shab, just released a video today. And I just like, I got the notification. I hit the bell. I got the notification. I, so I watched it like in prep for this podcast and Shab Shab starts talking on hit on the shop show. I'm like, dude, like I used to subscribe. I used to love fighter and the kid. Yeah. And they're like, uh, he's like, yeah, I was in uh blah 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 missouri like little town missouri and he's like all my regular acts can come and he starts naming off not one not two not three not four six comics that normally open for him that chose not to open for him 
So he had to get Missouri's finest 97 year old comedian, what fucking like Bob Smith, Brian Smith. I don't, I don't know what the guy's name is, but to open for him because nobody would open for him. Yeah. Dude, dude, come on. Even if it's a, a $500 payday and a trip to Missouri, which listen, I've never been, although I would go because I'm a huge St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. Uh, I'm a huge fan, so I'd love to go to Missouri and check it out. This, the point is, yeah, burned your bridges, and now no one's touching you. And th- okay, there, there's this point in, and again, that that fighter and the kid channel, where they put something up there which totally blew my mind. Um, Shab has a lot of ventures. Like at one point, he had like, his own hair gel. He had like um, you know, so, like custom sneakers, all these things. People were giving him props for because no one was kind of doing it at the time. He came out with his own blended whiskey. Now, blended whiskey is not a big deal. It's been happening for hundreds of years. He did. The, he was the first to do this, uh, and apparently it's very good. But I haven't tried it. it um, a whiskey. His now. Also, side note: his son's name's Tiger, but he has this whiskey called Tiger Thick with two C's. Legit. That's what it's called. It. it I know. <laughs> For people listening to this, Tim's face wasn't so disgusted when I said that. <laughs> That's like Tom Brady kissing his kid on the lips. <laughs> so he uh, he has this this it's a blended Japanese and American whiskey. Apparently, it's good. It's called Tiger Thick. He went on a binge. Now, listen, I'm not. I don't want to make fun of someone if they got a problem or anything like that. Like this guy, like Shab's got a problem, but like I, I'm talking about like an addiction problem. He went through this phase where he was looking incredibly swollen, and the heavy rumor and uh, assumption is that he was just pounding Tiger Thick back. Because he was, at, mm-hmm. there's this one podcast that they show when this is a thick, the heat of it, it's fucking 800 on the Scoville or whatever, 8,000 or 800,000 on the Scoville. And he's, and he's just funk. He's drinking tiger thick out of a fucking paper cut, like a pure wino. And, and he's just swollen in the face. And they're making like, they're documenting like, this is what it looked like four weeks ago. This is what he visibly looks swollen in the face because he's fucking been drinking his sorrow away. I feel for the guy in a sense, but also like, you fucked, bro. You fucked. I don't, you don't come back. But no, uh, it sounds like they, they might be able to come back. I just, how do I say this? Accusing someone of some kind of sexual misdeed is pretty fucking scary. Number one, because if you're a guy, like, even if you didn't do it and it's proven that you didn't do it, there's a lot of people out there that might think you still did it, which nature of the fucking beast, it is what it is for now. I'm not saying it's a horrible thing. It's just, it it is, it fucking, it, it would be god awful, but to accuse a couple of child molestation, especially a molestation victim himself, like... I never even thought of that. I never even thought of that. What the fuck were you thinking? And, like, and that's the thing that you pull out of your pocket? Like, you're supposed to be a comedian. Like, you you could have done... He's a father of two, right? He's got two kids. That's what's also kind of fucked up, too. Like, could you even imagine... Like you're you're making up the story, so there's no real kid getting harassed or molested or anything like that. But you're also also traumatizing someone who went through that. And listen, as a father myself, it is hard to even imagine somebody doing that. It it actually makes me want to cry. And I don't know if that's a soju talking or not, but it legit is. It bothers me to even think of that, let alone 
know that someone decided like you could have done anything you can be like oh this guy fucking throws birds into water with an elastic around their wings or like some bullshit like that right like anything yeah. but like you, you have to bring kids into that a guy yeah. who's also been molested like do, is, do you not know your friends yeah well and fuck like uh what what would have happened if everybody believed him what was your fucking end right game? like you, right? you can't ever dial that back if like he's fucking blacklisted and loses his job Here's here's Tim. I'm sure you know and agree that the internet is undefeated. Listen to this. Now this isn't just dessert. This 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 is just a, a light pinch in the dick before you get wired in the dick. Um, Brendan Schaub has two comedy specials out there. The first one was a Showtime special, kind of a big deal, called "You'd Be Surprised," which comes from when Joe Rogan sat him down and on his podcast and said to him, uh, listen, like you're not an elite heavyweight weight. There's guys who are much better than you. And I'm just tired of seeing you take abuse. And like, he has a very comical knockout where uh, he got knocked out by, um, Travis. Well, who's Ronda Rousey's husband, Travis, uh, Brown, Travis Brown. And like, he does like this kind of like this, he gets knocked out. He's on the ground, knocked out. And then he, he comes back to life and he like almost like climbing like a ladder, like maybe, uh, with his feet in his arms. Like that's probably the best description I can give right now. Uh, and, and, and Rogan sits him down and in the podcast is telling him like, listen, dude, I love you. And I don't want to see you get hurt. You're not an elite heavyweight. And Shab, his only response is, I, I think you'd be surprised though. Like, I think you, I think you'd be surprised. So anyways, he named his <laughs> first special that. Okay. And I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good tongue in cheek move. His second special, uh, which is called Gringo Poppy, his wife's Spanish and he's white. So I guess that's where he came, came from. Be after this happened, the internet is undefeated, bro. The internet, the members of the P P K P F Chang group on Reddit, voted this thing five thousand times, one star. <laughs> it is the lowest rated comedy special of all time, and you'd be surprised. Which originally didn't have like a whole bunch of claim around it, was still kind of rated like pretty good. Is also rated one point one on the scale they are the two lowest all-time rated comedy specials brian awesome. smith should be excited there's somebody that sucks more than he does i'm just kidding <laughs> i fucking love you man i'm just i'm just busting your balls but this is crazy the internet is undefeated you cannot go after a beloved character like bobby lee and an absolute smoke show like kalila coon and expect that everyone's gonna love you after it he had this great yeah. rise meteoric rise and fucking tear, torn down, tear down, torn down. I well, can't get open. And all he had to do to have a mediocre career, not even a mediocre career, pretty good one, is just continue to ride the coattails, be a nice guy. Could you imagine any of those guys picking you up and you get to just float? And like you, they, they write your ticket for you? First of all, no one gives a fuck about Trash Tuesday podcast. No one fucking listens to that. If he did nothing, nothing would have happened. Instead, there was there was this whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, whatever. Oh, he he did this, blah, blah, blah. He caused all this fucking shit. There is he might lose this, his wife and kid. Like oh all God. he had to do is just fucking roll his eyes and be like, yeah, I got a yeah. funny dick. It must have been Brian Smith. It couldn't have been Brendan Shop. It must have been Brian Smith. Like it is outrageous. Um, it also, I think, I think he thinks 
he's a bigger deal than he actually is. Because what this really does to him is it puts him at the bottom of a very long pecking order where not only like you would have, he would have had fans. Like I was a fan. I was a fan. And now I got off it a little while ago because I thought he was kind of like Rogan light, you know? And I was like, all right, well, Mm. I'm kind of over him, but like, I'd still like, I'd still allow his podcast to get downloaded and I'd listen to it occasionally, especially if there was like a big fight coming up, I'd be curious about his analysis on it. Um, and you know, like I didn't, I didn't care about the other things. Like I, I liked fighting the kid because Callan was hilarious and they had a funny rapport. Uh, but then when Callan got, a, uh, was accused of, uh, sexual misconduct or whatever it was, he disappeared for a little while and he came back after all those charges were dismissed. He came back, but the show was never the same because Shop yeah. can't keep the show cause he's not that good. But he brought other people on, on who are not bigger comics than he is. <laughs> and he, and he, he did like what he did to Rogan, what he did to Callum, which was rather coattails. He got onto Theo Vaughn's train before Theo Vaughn really blew up and got onto those co- those coat. He's done this before. I don't think he can do it again. Tim, I know this story's fucked up. I know we know where he went wrong, but is there a redemption story in this somewhere? Somewhere? No, you don't accuse anybody of sexual misconduct and get away with it. Like, if it, there's any justice, he's done. You just done. You I don't, am gonna. You can't apologize for that. Like, you can punch somebody in the face and break their nose, and then be like, you know what? I kind of fucked up there. You yeah. can't. You can't, can't bring that shit in. No. So again like i i went through i don't know the wormhole rabbit hole what is it, the rabbit hole what, what's the right term i keep thinking like, is it went down a rabbit hole or went rabbit holes reference okay. to alice and awesome Wonderland. Wonderland. yeah that makes sense yeah. to me okay so i went down the rabbit hole not the wormhole but the rabbit hole of all these videos i literally have watched over i'd say two and a half hours of youtube videos dissecting this stuff because i was like Cause you know what it is, you know what it is? This is what it is. Again, I want to be the ultimate bro. I love bro culture. I love bro culture mm-hmm. when it's done right. I don't like that fucking shit where you're like, you shit on somebody and then you smash their face into a glass window. Like that's not the bro. Like I love like sports and fucking talking shit and like having a good time and having a couple drinks and camaraderie. Like that's a broness that I like. I don't like broness where it's like, we're going to shave his fucking eyebrow and then stick a candle up his ass and then see what happens. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's too crazy for me. Anyways. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed Shab and and the broness. The downside was, and you nailed it. And out of everything I've heard, I heard it referenced, but I never you you use it. it he, it's him being a bully. It's him being that fucking jock bully in high school who fucking took the computer nerd, took his underwear, put it over his head, and then punched him in the stomach, and then pushed him in the garbage can. Like like that's what he's trying to do with Bobby Lee. The thing is, the internet doesn't like jocks in that way. The internet doesn't like bullies in that way. And the internet said, Shab, you fucked. Here we go. <laughs> now, Ariel Halani, world-renowned MMA journalist, all-around nice guy, and Canadian, also a wrestling fan, by the way, did one of the best dissections of Brendan Shab I had seen, where he to- Shab fucked up, saying that he gave Ariel a job because he didn't want the, the Showtime gig to cover MMA. And so they gave it to Ariel Halani. Ariel Halani is the most respected MMA journalist in the world. Dana White hates him. That's how good he is at his job. 
he shop shop he gave ariel the job and ariel should watch what he says because whatever ariel dissects him and fucks him up i'm sending you all these videos <laughs> dude you're not sleeping tonight i'm putting you in the rabbit hole shutting the door and you're gonna hate shop as much as i do now i you know what the thing is i don't even hate him i'm i'm not mad i'm just upset i expected more from you brendan shop you didn't give me what i needed I feel horrible for Bobby Lee. I feel horrible for Clyla. I feel horrible that anyone had to listen to the Trash Tuesday podcast because, like, I don't. I have a thing with like these uh, all podcasts to do this, but specifically like these podcasts where women just shit on guys. I'm not a fan of those, and that's what this podcast is: kind of shit on guys. Um, but I also hate it when they shit on women too. So like, um, that's that. But I'm mad about the whole situation, and I hope you get as mad as I do, Tim. There. Okay, so at the gym, uh, I've, my niece has been uh, teaching me some stuff because I don't know how to work out. So instead of going for a 45-minute run and burning 500 calories, I, I fucking walk uphill now. That's all I do. Like, I walk uphill for uh, an hour and I burn over 1,000 calories. Your ca- your calves are going to be beautiful. Dude. They're going to be sculpted out of marble. I, I'm, all, oh, I'm yeah. already a fan of this. The incline's like 12.5. I'm going to have a fucking booty at the end of this shit. <laughs> It's like, you oh man, car with two C's because he's extra thick. Poor fucking masseuse today. She was massaging my back and she started like rub my butt a little bit, but I'm not going to blame her because I'm built like a fucking two by four. So I don't think she knew when one fucking began and the other ended. So <laughs> it's, it's not on her. But did so... Brian write that? That's hilarious. <laughs> fucking, uh, I was watching Shorzy. <laughs> so like, I pre downloaded some shows and I'm just watching it. And uh, like after he said it, everything, is it as good as Letter Kenny, way better. Oh, I love Letter Kenny. I think it's yeah. pretty good. I think it's but, pretty like, good too. Uh, fucking Shorzy, like you talking about bro culture? Yes. It's a hundred percent bro culture. Uh, the oh. way that they treat the natives in it, like I've never seen a show be eighties, nineties cool. Where you're like, you acknowledge that they're still natives. And but you acknowledge that they're your friends and your neighbors and they're human beings, but like it's not like they're untouchable figures. Like they they still fucking they still I don't fuck know. up too. It, it, yeah, like they treat them like real human beings with character development shit, not just set pieces to make uh, make a point. But that's that's a whole other thing. It's just okay. Yeah, writing. I'm sorry. I got, I, I had to know too. Cause I'm so curious. So Shorzy, <clears throat> at one point, uh, the one kid. He basically tells him, like, you're dog shit in a dog shit league. We don't have a coach anymore. You're a coach now. <coughs> and I forget the kid's name, but he's he, he's like, you can't tell your coach to fuck off. And Shores, he's like, all right. And he's like, do you, do you like me? And he's like, bud, we're teammates. I go to the boards for you, right? Right. You go to the boards for me. Right. So... We go, we have each other's backs, and we're brothers, and we fight for each other. Therefore, I can call you a fucking cunt. And it's like, yeah, that's like, that is what bro culture is. Is like, totally. Because I will defend you. It's not about being a bully and pushing other people around, which I think the mass majority of, well, I don't know, the jocks that I know, at least, they aren't out to fucking push anybody around they'll fucking stand up for people and totally that's where schwab guts gets it wrong is like no being a jock <laughs> isn't being a bully though like being a jock isn't being a bully because at the end of the day jocks just want to be heroes and save the day 
Like they want to score the the winning goal. They want to throw the winning touchdown. They just want to be heroes. They don't want to be. You don't want to be the guy again that that grabs a computer nerd, pulls their underwear over their head, punches them in the stomach, pushes them in the garbage can. Jocks. That's a bully. That's not a jock. Yeah. And you got more. Lo- yeah. It's just yeah. So it's just complete misunderstanding of fucking what it is. But he. That fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know that we're on a little bit of a tight one. Um, yeah. Dude, I fucking love this. Can we please do it again? Yeah. Uh, we will because I found the Reddit for Milton and oh. I was going through it. So there's different topics we can talk about. Um, someone wanted to know if uh, Milton was haunted. Apparently there's a Halton County... Uh, Paranormal investigators. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? And garbage. Uh, Halton County something. There's a local group of uh, paranormal investigators in Milton oh. that like videotape oh. themselves and put it up on uh, on uh, Facebook. There's a person asking about why is there flying garbage all around uh, Milton? That's that's probably coming from my backyard, actually. (laughs) There's a guy that he's been ranking all of the, the, like, power rankings for all of the pizza places in uh, in Milton. Low-key, low-key, the best pizza place in Milton is Papa John's. Fight me on it. I don't care. Fight me on it. Papa John's has such garbage fucking crust and the worst fucking sauce in the world. Not a chance. Listen, Milton has some shit pizza. I'll, I'll put that out there in front. Uh, I'll, actually, sorry, they have a pizza olo, which is which is always good, but I am not a fan of of juicy crust, like or juicy slices either. I don't want like more dough than anything else. But uh, Papa John's thin crust, and today I ordered uh, for dinner. We could be uh, the girls had pizza day, uh, pizza night tonight. We do like pizza and a movie night, and nice. uh, I ordered a. They have this uh, Parmesan thin crust. It is extra crunchy, dude. It is fucking great. Apparently, by the power rankings on here, Milton Pizza, Pasta, and Wings. That's okay. That, that's a new, That's a new place. Uh, I had that. Slice, I didn't think it was that impressive, but I haven't had a whole pizza from there, so we can definitely check that out at some point. Uh, at a six point five, and that's the overall. He ranks okay. everything in here. City South. That's another. That's another new place. I the city south is uh, actually in this really cool part of Milton where they also have a, a giant. They, they have a place called uh, Chain Smokers, and it's a big smokehouse. Vito's also a honeypot. Also, also a honeypot. Yeah, I'll send you the picture. This guy makes this like beautiful chart where he like ranks all the different the price, the crust, the cheese, uh, toppings, sauce, and then an overall. But the motherfucker, he, like he makes this. Gorgeous like Excel sheet and then just takes a picture of his laptop. So it's all fuzzy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, Halifax Don Air on there by any chance? Uh, let me check. Out of curiosity. This is riveting I for everyone outside of Don Air. I will take a Don Air over shawarma any they, day. They make a Don Air pizza and apparently it's epic. I had a slice once years ago. But um, if you were to come to Milton and we get filthy, then uh, I'll bring one for sure. Hasn't been posted yet. Okay. That's Joe Papa's, Domino's. Joe, Joe Papa's is not good. 
Joe's I, like, pizza. It all depends on like, what, do you want American style pizza? Do you want pizza? Do you want a pizza? Like, the pizza argument is just like the burger argument when we when we uh, sat down to do the top five burgers, which you guys were like, fast food and gourmet are the same difference. It's still a burger. I'm like, mm, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's just not. It's not. It's not three point five. Who's got three point five pizza pizza? Yeah, that makes sense. Pizza, yeah. Okay, my man. I don't want to keep you because I know you gotta wake up early tomorrow. I appreciate you for doing this, dude. You know I love you. Are we gonna go to pod camp this year? I can't, man. I work this weekend. Is it this weekend? I think it's this weekend. Oh, I thought it was the second. I thought. Oh shit! It's actually second. Fuck. Looks like I'm not going either. Well, maybe. Maybe it's at the end of the month. I thought it was like the 24th. This is not riveting for anybody listening. I might have to cut this out. Oh, my man. Okay, listen. Let's end this the right way. <clears throat> um, PSA, before we end this, uh, listen, like, don't be a dick. The internet always wins. Don't challenge people like this. If you fuck up, just fucking own it. I get it. Listen, it's not fucking nice owning your shit. But the older I get, the more I realize if you own your shit, apologize for your shit, and move on, you feel much better about it because you're fucking human so is everybody else. Everyone, everyone fucks times. Brendan Schaub, do right. Apologize. Call all of this 300-page report that doesn't fucking exist. Just, just say, say sorry. Say sorry. Move on. I might give you another chance. And listen, you don't have to. But you fucking hit on my sister. So, one. Is it creepy Bro. if I ask for your sister's Instagram so I can see why I was hitting on her? A hundred percent, dude. It's fine. You okay. can. Well, it's cool. That's fair. Listen, my my sister and I'm I'm not one of those weirdos that that's like. Listen, my sister is very good looking. I get it. I totally get it. But it's all good too. Yeah. Fuck my sister. I fucking kill you. You know, fucking what is what it your, is. Your sister can do way better. I won't fuck her. I'll make love. <laughs> dude, I'll I'll just say this. Uh, she'd break your dick. Just so you know. <sighs> it would be. She'd break your dick. She'd oh. Break and my heart. Uh, no, dude, she wouldn't even the 24th to the 26th. I thought so. I thought, are you, well, listen, listen, let's for now, dude. Anyways, we don't have to figure out this second on the podcast. Let's end the podcast. Thank you for listening, Tim. Tell the good people where they can find you because there's a couple spots. Uh, check us out on Bearded and Bored. We've ended the Couch Critics show and just folded everything back into one. It was a fun experiment while it lasted. Uh, we got some exciting stuff coming this year. The Midnight Owls, uh, rising again. Woo-woo! Uh, we're going to have uh, Mo take the lead on that new addition to uh, the Bearded and Board team. Uh, it's just having fun, talking nonsense. And uh, Leo has, Leonardo DiCaprio has done nothing wrong. I don't know why people are so mad at him. Hoot hoot. Oh. <laughs> is it because he has a young girlfriend? Is that what it is? Yeah, she's 19 and they're calling him a predator. But I'm like, she looks like she's in her mid 20s and she's an adult. I. I'm not, I do think it's creepy, and I would hope my niece doesn't date a 50-year-old, but at the same time, the way that people are talking like she doesn't have a choice in it is insane, <laughs> and they're so mad at her. I'm like, are we really expecting actors and athletes to not date young now? Is that uh, like... Let's just put it out there, like, Leo DiCaprio not only been a, a sex symbol his entire life, but also, uh, you think he's only banged 10s his whole life. You think because he's older, he's going to not bang 10s? Well, they're like, well, what would Leonardo DiCaprio have to talk to this girl about? And I'm like, I don't think they're talking. Nope. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Also, she doesn't care either because he's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. He's one of the biggest stars of all time. Yeah. 
Yeah. She doesn't yeah. care. Listen, she doesn't care. That, if she cared, she wouldn't date him. But she cares, and that's why she dated him. Uh, yeah, people don't be mad. Listen, I I married younger. I mean, obviously not as young as he did, like 30-year difference, but not like that. But um, the bottom line is this. She's an adult. She can figure it out. And listen, do you do you think anybody gave a shit about her before they found out Leonardo DiCaprio was dating her? Now she's a mega star because she's S in his D. So fucking everybody wins. Yeah. And everybody wins. She's got a, and she can't drink for another two years in the States. So he's got a DD. <laughs> yes. This is fucking smart. Tim. That is responsible Tim. drinking. This episode of the Night After 30 podcast was brought to you by Soju and Water. Who would have known? Known. And what was that? The douche. The, what do you call it? The douche stick? The mm. douche stick. Were you the doing two flute. different ones? The douche flute. That's it. Fuck. It's so good. Was that a PAX, by the way, you were using? Uh, what's that? It's, what is that? What, what, what vessel is that? Oh, it's a flavor beast. It's oh. just disposable. Oh, is Strawberry that's... banana. Sounds delightful, Tim. And cut me off cigarettes for an entire year. Good for you. My man, I'm happy you're back at the gym. I'm happy we got to touch base. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Um, Year, brother. Maybe we can see each other at the end of February, whatever. If it happens, it happens. If not, I think Ken still wants to give us some bells, which sounds wacky, but it is what it is. Hey, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Um, My man, I love you, and thank you so much for doing this. I'm happy you're doing well. All right. You're doing well, too. You mean a lot to me, and I just need you to know that, okay? Thanks, brother. Do this again real soon. Yes, this is an After 30 podcast. Check them out on Bearded and Board. Thanks for tuning in. We see you soon. Bam. Recording done. Sorry, I messed up on this side. Uh, good.